Welcome to Lessons from the Helpful Dead, where you'll learn that the world is not what it seems, and you are much more than you think you are. Here you'll learn about positive and reassuring messages from supposedly dead people whose main purpose is to help us. Now find out what happens after we die, why we're here, how we got here, where we're going, and discover that you are really a powerful eternal spirit. I'm Dan McEnany. We've been discussing how we're going to get from our present reality, which doesn't look all that great, to uh, the year 2075, where the entity Seth predicted some pretty good things happening. In the last section, or session rather, I talked about the first step, which is a lot of us being able to travel out of body with our consciousness. I figured that might take uh, 20 years or so. Uh, then would come the second development, which would be discovering and acting in other realities. My thought is that years of having these out-of-body experiences will prepare us to accept that things aren't really what they seem to be, and uh, going through walls can do that to you. Uh, that, in turn, I believe, will lead to curiosity about the true nature of what we currently accept as our, our reality, as well as the notion of whether there's more than one reality that we can tune into. So as we start to explore in that direction, we'll discover for ourselves what psychic explorers have already discovered and what the entity Seth shared about the nature of our personal reality and our group reality. Anyway, these uh, explorers discovered firsthand that there are many realities beyond the one that we are so closely focused on with our physical senses. Now, these explorers assert that it's possible, possible right, to perceive and to act within many other realities if we just shift our focus a little bit to one less tightly bound to what Bob Monroe called the human time-space illusion. So here are some of the realities we're likely to discover initially. First would be an expanded awareness of ourselves. We can begin to appreciate the full scope and power of who we really are. One of the closest aspects of ourselves that we don't know much about consists of our probable selves, making them a logical starting point. Right? Recall any time in your life when you gave a lot of thought to choosing one direction over another, playing piano instead of guitar, going to one school instead of another, settling down in one section of the country instead of another, accepting one job offer and rejecting another, right? choosing one life partner over another, or even something less momentous, like hiking east toward town rather than west toward the mountains. So from where you stand today, it seems that you chose one direction, and it resulted in the reality that you're experiencing today, and that's the only reality that you accept as real. But in truth, for every decision you make, where you've given it a lot of thought, especially those with a lot of emotion attached, there's another version of you that took the other direction. Now that version of you thinks he or she is the official version of you. And if that version of you is aware of your existence at all, it considers you a probable self. Now scientists theorized the existence of probable realities years ago, when they postulated that the wave function, which represents all possibilities that might happen to anything when it interacts with an observer, the wave function is not mathematical f fiction, but a real thing, they concluded. 
and they said that all the possibilities happen. All the possibilities actualize in different worlds that coexist with ours, according to these quantum physicists whom I've discussed in past sessions. So what are the implications if we come to understand that there are many probable versions of us that have taken different paths, different paths through the course of any one lifetime, interacting in countless numbers of ways with the probable selves of many of the billions of us alive at any one time on this planet. Well, imagine how much more complex and rich our experiences are beyond the one thin line of experience that we call real. Right now, we simply aren't aware of them. And as I've explained in the past, that's the way it has to be right now. But as you might suspect, when we reach uh, that level of perception and realization, <clears throat> this means that we'd also have not just probable selves, but probable towns, countries, and civilizations, not just probable people, right? Many of the great unanswered questions, such as the continued existence of war on this planet, can be viewed from a new and different perspective when we realize that we're experiencing just one of billions of probable versions of this Earth and its inhabitants. So this would be a good time right now to take a moment and give some thought to the things that your probable selves might be doing. Now, did you give a lot of thought to learning to play the guitar or moving to a different part of the country or the world? Did you spend a lot of time and anxiety over choosing a career path in a field that's quite different from what you're doing now? Or maybe you had the chance to work for a different company in the same field you're in. Did you seriously consider joining the military until retirement instead of choosing to work uh, for a company in the private sector? So as you contemplate what the probable versions of you might be doing, be comforted by the fact that since you're all versions of the same person, it will be relatively easy for you to develop a particular talent that they've already developed. If, you'd had, if you've had um, impulses or thoughts about doing a particular thing over the years, it's likely that those impulses or thoughts <clears throat> are a signal that there's a probable version of you doing it right now. Also, consider your incarnational selves, your present, past, and future selves. Now, without a body travel commonplace, and I'm thinking that would come in the next 20 years, with that being commonplace, we'll come to understand that we're timeless spirits who choose to experience earth life as one of our journeys of self-discovery. Right? We'll find out firsthand that the reality that we always assumed is solid and permanent is neither one as we travel through it easily. We'll know that as powerful spirits, we've decided to experience the human time-space illusion by taking part of our consciousness and adjusting it to focus closely in on just this one version of reality. Upon entering a fetus, we agree to be temporarily unaware of the larger realities that make this one possible. Now that, in turn, gives us the ability to experience the full range of human emotions, which we couldn't experience otherwise uh, if we didn't uh, make ourselves forget, right? So we can experience joy and celebration, despair, disappointment, hope and caring, and all these other emotions in ways that 
beings who do not sample the uh, human time-space illusion, they cannot do that. They cannot experience those emotions. So we'll know from first-hand experience that the person we've traditionally thought ourselves to be is just part of us. <clears throat> we are a focused personality, as I've said in the past. Being creative spirits who must, by our nature, continually find new ways to experience our consciousness, we won't want to experience the human time-space illusion from the perspective of just one focused personality. We'll want to experience it and all of its earthiness from many different perspectives so that our experience is rich and varied. And as I've said in the past, we might choose to participate and experience the human time-space illusion from many different perspectives. Uh, for example, we might choose to experience it from the perspective of a, a black slave woman in the 18th century, a mighty European king in the 19th century, a Viking invader in the 16th century, a courtesan in a royal court in 18th century France, a 25th century warrior in Japan, a 21st century female leader of a major Western country, an exotic female dancer in the 20th century United States, a German pilot during World War II, a Jewish child who dies in a concentration camp in that same war, a U.S. soldier in Afghanistan in the 21st century, a starving beggar woman in the Middle Ages, a fervent male believer in political Islam during the 20th century, a leading white politician in the 21st century USA, a strong female who plays a leading role in securing women's rights in the 19th century USA, and for good measure we'll throw in an African-American basketball star in the 21st century NBA. So we might choose to experience all of those realities. We might experience HTSI from the perspective of all of those different uh, uh, lifetimes. So as we begin and to discover and communicate with our other focused personalities, we'll dramatically broaden our notion of ourself. We'll understand we're not limited to just one gender, one role in life, one rung on the economic ladder, one culture, one level of power and prestige, or even one intellectual level. In fact, the more roles assumed as focused personalities, the richer the earth experience. So it's likely we'll take on quite a few of them, or at least some of us will. Others might be satisfied with uh, just a few. Now, it follows that we won't want to limit our experience of HTSI, the, the human time-space illusion, to one time perspective either, right? Note that examples uh, I gave, the examples I gave span many centuries. Since we spirits are not limited by time or space outside of HTSI, we incarnate in many centuries at once. I'll repeat that. We incarnate in many centuries at once. When we do so, we're aware that time, like space, is just one of the root assumptions that we are temporarily agreeing to accept as being, quote, the way things are. Now assume for the moment that we all become aware of our past and future incarnations as well as other present incarnations, which we can call our counterparts. Further assume that we realize that time is elastic, that all events and objects exist right now. 
and that we can focus on different time periods as easily as we focus on different places, if we wish. Imagine how your idea of yourself grows so large that it's almost beyond imagination. Yeah, you are your current self that you know, but you are also your probable selves and many other realities, your incarnational selves and all their variations, your past and future selves, and the past and future selves of your past selves, present selves, and future selves. Now, you might compare one tiny thread in one small garment to the entire physical universe as we now know it. And we still would not be able to grasp the difference between ourselves as we know ourselves now and the grand majesty of what we truly are. Which brings us to the question of just who and what we are. Who is the I that's doing all this experiencing? Now to this point I've referred to each of us as being a powerful eternal spirit. That's who we truly are. I choose to call that spirit our big self, not in terms of size, since spirits don't have material bodies, but in terms of complexity and capabilities of our consciousness and the powers that we possess. Now, even though each of us is a big self, there's a huge gulf in capabilities between us as focused personalities and us as our big selves. To make communication between the two parts of ourselves flow more meaningfully and easily, we use what I call our inner self. In many respects, the inner self functions like a subconscious. So with the inner self and the big self, we'll come to know and communicate more frequently, not only with our probable and incarnational selves, but with the larger, more powerful big self, primarily through communication with our inner self. Now, just to review, most of us think Think of us, of ourselves, as the person who gets up each day, interacts with others, uh, with animals, and the world at large. Many of us believe we're nothing more than that. Some of us, including some very smart people, believe that when we die, our consciousness becomes separated from our physical body, and that's the end of us. Now, as I've uh, noted in the past, the term I use for this aspect of ourselves, which I borrowed from others, is focus personality which is not the entirety of us. It's just the part of our consciousness that we energize when we want to participate in the human time-space illusion. And as I've said in the past many times, the focused personality is necessarily tightly focused on this reality, where we accept as root assumptions, space, time, cause and effect, good and evil, and the idea that each of us is separate from one another and from the world we perceive. Now, the focused personality is the part of us focused on HTSI, but it's not all of us. As we will know from firsthand experience when we travel out of body routinely. Each of us also has an inner self which takes us places when we dream. It's aware of not only what we call our reality, but many other realities, including probable versions of ourselves and the probable realities we would experience if we followed different paths. That inner self is aware of all the other versions of ourselves, the probable, the incarnational, the past and present. And it's aware of the greater reality of the spirit world, of which our material world is just one small manifestation. So with all those capabilities, it is a primary force in helping us navigate our way through the human time-space illusion on a daily basis. 
The inner self is closely associated with our individual focused personality. That's you and me, right? It's closely associated with us, and it's not as closely associated with our other selves, though it is aware of them. The inner self is part of a larger entity that we're calling the big self, as I said, even though it has nothing to do with size. Now, once we're better acquainted with all of the other parts of ourselves, our next step would be to perceive and interact with other other realities. So uh, this session, I was talking about getting to know better other parts of ourselves, and the the next session, we'll talk about interacting uh, with other realities. Again, I'm Dan McEnany, bringing you lessons from the helpful dead.